At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. All right, welcome everyone to the Hank Haney Podcast. Great to be with you. We have had some great response so far. Appreciate everybody listening and uh, telling your friends and following us on iHeartRadio app. Uh, that is uh, all great stuff. A lot of great, great questions are coming in and, and calls coming in. Uh, we're excited to get everybody participating in the show. And Minnesota Tim is monitoring everything and producing the show. And uh, he's with me this morning. How you doing, Minnesota Tim? I'm doing good, Hank. It's uh, good to be with you again, cross country as always. But um, you're back in Minnesota. You're back. Back in Minnesota. I love how you say Minnesota. By the way, let let me just let me. It, nobody says Minnesota Tim like Hank Haney. You know, Minnesota. People, my dad. You know, when he he'd listen on the road all the time, and he goes, yeah. you know, you know, you know, Tim. When I listen to Hank Caney Golf Radio, nobody says Minnesota Tim like Hank Caney does. He just has the there best. There you go, Minnesota Tim. Minnesota Tim, that's a great name I gave you right there. Greatness. So you're back in Minnesota. You're uh, out there in uh, Field of Dreams. You got the cornfield in the backyard in Hollywood, uh, Minnesota, and you're looking at. Uh, where uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson used to play, uh, which is a, a, a great visual for people because when Tim sent me the the picture of his uh, backyard, I saw that looks like a field of dreams. You just go through the cornfields and there's a little game going on over there. Uh, but you're moving into a new apartment. What, what, has that happened yet or when's that happen? You got a big job. I mean, you're a producer for iHeartRadio. You got to be stepping up here a little bit. What's what? Uh, what, what do you got going? Yeah, I uh, moved into my apartment last Saturday, and uh, it's okay. good to be in uh, St. Louis Park. Um, that's where I'm. Uh, St. Louis Park. Who's St. Louis Park. Yeah. They got any original names in Minnesota? I mean, you got you're living in Hollywood, named after place out in L.A. You got uh, St. Louis Park, named after St. Louis, Missouri. What? 
Not very original in Minnesota, is it? <laughs> well, well, uh, honestly, if you want to, if if we want to tell it like it is, I'm not quite, I'm not quite sure Hollywood, Minnesota stole it from Hollywood, California. Because oh, really? Cal- yeah, California really? Okay. loves to steal stuff away from Minnesota, like the Minneapolis Lakers going to L.A., becoming the Los Angeles Lakers. There's a little right. history of Los Angeles stealing our best stuff. And and why wouldn't they steal Hollywood, Minnesota, where the field of dreams has been here forever? They're trying yeah. to create they're trying to create their own brand and stealing it from us is just a bunch of assholes up there. All right. So tell me about this apartment you got. Uh, what uh, I got a visual going. I'm gonna share with you my visual, but uh let you tell me you give me your uh, well you why don't I share with you the visual? You tell me how accurate I am. I got a little visual. You, you, you got you're getting an apartment. Um I'm visualizing, you know, Steve's usually the one that does it. Steve Johnson, the great predictor, he, he usually's got this visualization stuff. He sees stuff, you know. But I'm gonna see some something here. I'm seeing I'm seeing a an apartment with a, a, a chair. Uh, you probably got your uh, podcast stuff all set up, maybe on a table. Maybe there's not even a table. Maybe you got it set up like at the bar stool is where this is going to happen. I'm thinking there's probably like a mattress, like uh, maybe on the floor. Uh, how, how, how close am I to coming here on, on your initial setup at the apartment? How, how, how warm am I here? <laughs> So, I have a uh, blow up mattress. It, you know. Oh my god! That, that's See? that's what I'm. Worse that's than what I'm, I thought. That's what Worse I'm start, than I thought. That's what I'm starting out with. Okay? That's what you're coming with. It. That's start? what I'm coming with. It's not that bad. It's not oh, that bad. It's pretty right. comfortable, actually. But Better what about than what like I was mattress, mattress firm, or uh, uh, outlet mattress outlet, or something. I don't know. Outlet mattress. You know. Uh, uh, you know. You know. Amazon mattress. I don't know. You just go. Uh, Ikea. I told you to go to Ikea. You can I'm going to go to Ikea. I'm going to go. Ikea is a promise. great store. That's a great store for a single guy finding a little, uh, uh, you know, set up for his apartment. I heard that you have to set it up yourself when you, well, you buy gotta it. you got to put a couple screws in a few things. You can do that. You don't know how to screw things. It's very complicated. Seriously, you can't put something together. I I can screw things. I mean, I will. Fi- I'd be able to figure it out. I mean, I'm the guy right. that can, you know, find his way out of a place if I landed in the middle they of the g- ocean. G- they give you directions on that stuff. They give you a direction. I know, you but can- the pictures suck. I mean, really? Jeez. <laughs> oh, you know, they don't God. say you put this here. You got to right. do a lot of assuming in that type of stuff. You sound like Steve Johnson right now. This is a cheapness thing, is what this is. I'm, yeah, I know a little I'm bit. gonna get you for Christmas. I get you a gift certificate to a key. I get you uh, off the floor on that. <laughs> anyway, all right. What are we going to talk about today? Let's do a little uh, uh, little mailbag here. Let's do. A, uh, we've got a lot of people that are participating. You're fielding calls and, and emails and everything. Let's uh, let's answer some some questions from some of our uh, listeners. So here's an instructional question coming from John. Junior, John Jr. So he goes, Hank, it's great to have you back on the podcast. Love listening to your show. Here's my dilemma. I've been golfing most of my life. When I joined a club in my 20s, I was a 14 handicap. Not bad. I've been as low as a plus one, won three senior club championships at a well-known country club and also won another local senior title. Over the past two years, I have slowly developed a problem with taking the club back. I think go and my hands won't go. (laughs) <laughs> now it's in my putting stroke as well. Oh, I've been ha- I've been as high as a seven this year and just hitting some awful golf shots. 
In general, my shots and putts are low on the club face. It's just weird, he says. The hesitation in starting the swing increases my tension and throws everything off. And then uh, John wraps up and says, I'm 59 and very fit. Any ideas on how to overcome this inability to start my swing? You know, this is a problem that uh, some people do have. I mean, we had uh, Sergio Garcia had this where he just had that. Remember when he had the milking thing? He just kept gripping it and gripping it and gripping it and gripping it. Um, I, I I don't know how, I wonder how he overcame it. I don't know. I mean, one thing that comes to mind on this is you, you set up in, in the same, I, I use the same deal with somebody who's got this really, really short backswing. Like I used to see people, like I had a friend of mine, uh, Dr. David Eisen, he's got this short backswing. I said, set up this metronome. Okay. You can download it on your phone. Okay. And it's, it's you know, just a metronome, beep, 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 you know, it beeps at a certain beat. Okay, uh, so you set this thing up, and you you hear this beeping. Okay, it's on your phone. It's an app you download, Metronome app, and you set it up at a certain cadence, and it's making these beeps, beep, beep, and you count the beeps. Okay, and and you this is what he's going to do. He's going to practice like this. Uh, and he's going to going to as soon as that thing beeps, you're going to okay one. Two, and on the next beep, I'm going. And that's your sign to go. It's like a buzzer goes off and you got you to gotta go. Well, you're not thinking about what you need to do to take it back or where you're going to take it back or how you're going to take it back. It's just your, your go sign. It's like, it's like you know, you, you're at the stoplight and the light turns green and you accelerate. Okay, when you hear the beep, that's the go. That's the green light. That's when you when you go. That's what I would. That would be the first thing that I would try. And it, the same thing works if you have somebody with a real short backswing. Uh, set the metronome and you and you count and you go. Okay, one, two, three, whatever whatever number it is. It might if you set it on a real slow cadence and it's it, it, and two gets you to the top of the swing. That's fine, but don't start down until you hear whatever beep you're going like let's say you're going on three beeps okay three beeps is is the uh perfect length of time for for me to have a full backswing okay then you just you do whatever you do you don't start down until you hear the third beep so that gives you a little uh audio thing to 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 go by uh that would be my suggestion right there on how you cure that that issue right there that's 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 it let's try that first and, and let us know how you do okay all right, so that was for uh, John there. So here's a um, a question coming from Jamie via email at hankcaneygolf at outlook.com. So he goes, I'm going to read it exactly as he says. He says, Rory kicked Kepka's ass so badly in the final round of the Tour Championship that people decided to judge player of the year on one round of golf instead of the body of work. Jamie in North Carolina, P.S. Thank goodness you're back. I don't, you know, here's the thing. I don't know if people judged it like that. That's just they gave the player of the year to, to Rory. Now, I I, I got, had a, fr- a friend of mine, and I've mentioned this before, PJ Tour Pro, and he said, because I said, how could they, how, how could the players have voted Rory player of the year? I said, Kepka won a major. Uh, you know, you can't compare it. I mean, I, you can't compare the players' championship to a major championship. The players' championship is not a major championship. Oh, period. End of story. Kepka's player of the year. That's why he won the PGA player of the year. He didn't win the PGA Tour player of the year. Roy did. 
But the, the point is, 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 you know, we had Mark O'Meara on the show. He says, I, I would, you know, I'll give you six PGA Tour events for one uh, major. Well, Kepka won a major. They each won three events. Kepka's the player of the year, period. End of story. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how they came up with that. But anyway, I talked talk to an, another friend of mine who's a PGA Tour pro. And he says, I, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think the players voted for, for Rory. I think the tour just gave it to him. So that they could, uh, you know, promote their players' championship, which they like to do, and they like, and they could promote their, uh, you know, tour championship, which Rory won both of those. I mean, the tour championship's a nice win. It's a lot of money, fifteen million dollars. I mean, it's ridiculous. You win the, the FedEx Cup. Okay, I get it. But let, let's let's put it in perspective. I mean, and, and the same, you know, this was, a, I hated to rain on everybody's parade last year when Tiger won the tour championship. It was a great comeback, great win, great story, great crowd around the 18th green. I get it. I get it. He beat 29 guys. Rory beat 29 guys at the at the tour championship. I mean, come on. I mean, give me a break. That, that gets you player of the year? Well, you know, we got other guys that will email in and say, why do they, you know, they water down these, these, the tour with all this, you know, the tour championships and the FedEx Cups and the, the WGCs and the tour championships. And why, why are those events so much more important? I mean, you know, they're important because there's more, more of the top players are there. My point is, is these limited field events especially like a tour championship. I mean, my goodness, when I was coaching Tiger and he played in the tour championship or he played in that, uh, you know, his event, whatever that, you know, his his foundation event, now it's to get together in the Bahamas. It used to be called something else. I forget what they called that thing. It was something every year. They couldn't they couldn't hold on to a sponsor, so every year it was a different different uh, something. They used to play it out there at Sherwood in L.A. in December. Remember that? Yeah, the Genesis uh, Open. Oh yeah! Oh no! 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 The Tiger! No! No! Oh, the Tiger Hero? World Challenge. Target. It was a Target World Challenge, or you know, I don't know what it was. It was something like a Hero World Challenge. It was. It's been something different every every year. But anyway, there was like you know, fifteen guys in the thing, sixteen guys in the thing. I mean, it went, those deals. I thought. I mean, how's how's Tiger going to lose this? He's only got to beat. He's only got to beat fifteen guys. I mean, Tour Championship. You only got to beat twenty nine guys. I mean, I, I just don't give that. That much weight. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't know how they came up with that, but I don't know. Some people are like ragging on me, you know, because uh, I'm talking about that too much. But anyway, it just it uh, maybe maybe we won't talk about it anymore. I don't know. But you know, people 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 are interested in it. They want to know why why I don't. You know, I don't think they like Kepka. To be honest with you, I like Kepka. Did you see the article and and a big deal he, he did in uh, Golf Week? Yeah, he had the. He talked about the his. Uh, athlete mentality. Yeah, yeah. What was that? He's an athlete, um, real athlete, a real athlete, not a you know a, a fake athlete. I guess he's a real athlete. Um, that was uh, that was in. He's he, listen. I'm sure he rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Uh, I like him. I, I love his game, and I like his attitude, and I like uh, the fact that you know he's an athlete, uh, whatever that means. But uh, he's he's good. I mean, I I I, I like him. I mean, I, you know what? There's so many of these guys that are the exact same. I'm watching the other day at that uh, what was that 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 thing? The Safeway. I'm watching the Safeway, and uh, you know, I'm I'm watching this thing. I'm like, oh man, this is hard to watch. I mean, these guys are just some of these guys are just there's just nothing to them. 
I'm like, man, do something, show some emotion, show something. I mean, just, just give me something, you know, like an interview. Don't tell me about how, you know, I have a seven iron or whatever, you know I mean? Just get, give me, give me, give me something. I mean, Kepka gives you something. He gave, you know, now he's talking, he gives you something to give you an opinion. He'll be real. And then people rip him for that. I, you know, that's just the way it is, but I, I'm, I'm a Kepka fan. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad he's, he's, uh, I'm glad he's number one in the world. He's different, no doubt about it. He's not a golf nerd. He likes to point that out. He loves to point out the fact that he's not a golf nerd. That rubs people the wrong way, too. Now, they want you to be, they want you to be live and die, don't they? Yeah, definitely. And I would love to read uh, Kepka's just full quote here done by Golf Week's Steve uh, Demeglio. He goes, yeah, that's I'm, not, I, I'm not going to be someone else just to be popular, he goes. I'm not your typical golfer, definitely not a golf nerd. I have an athlete's mentality, a true athlete. And if that rubs people the wrong way, tough. I'm just going to say what I feel. I'm going to be honest, and I'm not going to hold back. That's just who I am. <laughs> uh, he's, uh, he, he's, he is who he is. There's no, no doubt about that. Um, that's Brooks Skepka. And I think we should put the end to the player of the year conversation, at least for right now, um, with this phone call. And listeners can uh, reach us at 833-426-5763, extension 801. Here's uh, Mike in Pennsylvania, and, uh, he shares his, and he shares his thoughts on the uh, player of the year situation. Hey, Hank. It's Mike from Pennsylvania. Welcome back to the air. I just wanted to make a comment about your position that uh, Brooks had the better year and should have been player of the year, and you can't believe that anybody uh, would think differently. I just want to say they both had three wins. Brooks might have a slight edge because one of those wins was the PGA Championship, but Rory's two of Rory's wins were the two biggest PGA Tour regular events, the Players' Championship and the Tour Championship. So close right there, but a slight edge to Brooks. However, for the tiebreaker, uh Rory had 75% top 10s for the year, so he was the most consistent player on the PJ Tour. He won the Varden Trophy, which is a big honor. It's a big thing on the PJ Tour to win the Varden Trophy for having the lowest scoring average. He was first on tour in strokes gained, uh, and so statistically, he's the best player on tour, and you always place a lot of emphasis on statistics. And finally, he won the FedEx Cup. It's the year-long competition. It's the PGA Tour's version of the Super Bowl, the Stanley Cup, the World Series, etc., and so I feel like you're, you're, you're overemphasizing majors. You're giving Brooks more credit for three majors that he didn't win than you're giving Rory for all of his other accomplishments. Just my two cents. Thanks for um, taking my call. Bye-bye. All right. All right. Here's, here's, here's the thing. Mike had a lot of good points, sir. Uh, uh, first off, uh, strokes gain statistic have nothing to do with player of the year. Zero. Zero. Zip. Nothing. Nada. Uh, not one thing. Doesn't mean it doesn't mean any. strokes gained tee to green, strokes gained off the tee means nothing. Player of the year, zero. Uh, that argument means no, no good. Okay. Um, now, um, biggest tournament, tour championship. I, that's a joke. That tour championship is not a, it's not a big tournament. It's a big money tournament. It's a year end thing. Um, I get it. You know, he gave, he gave him a five shot lead. And uh, whatever, what do you have, a five-shot lead, a 10-shot lead? I don't know. They give them a lead before you start? That thing's a joke. What kind of tournament gives you a 10-shot lead, a five-shot lead before you start the tournament? And come on, 29 players you beat. I mean, let's not. I mean, I, I can't take that tournament serious. 
I don't care how much they play for. They play for 15 million. They could play for 50 million. It doesn't matter. It's still a it, it's a 20 person tournament, 30 person tournament it means nothing to me. Uh, you know, they, they, when you think of the resume and you think of of, of big tournaments, when when I uh, you know thought about the the wins that Tiger had. Uh, or, you know, back in the day, I, I, I didn't put, I didn't even put a, a half of an emphasis on that tournament. Nothing. It didn't mean anything in my mind. It didn't mean anything. I mean, he'd beat a short field. That's what he did. I'd rather win than lose, but he beat a short field. Nah, I don't, I don't buy it. Major championship. All the best players are there. Players championships, big players championship. I'll give you the close second. To, to the PGA Championship. I'll give you that on, on a player's championship because they do have a great field. Now, I will definitely give you a close second there. But a close second is behind a first. That's uh, that's uh, the, the the bottom line. And I'm not giving you anything for the tour championship. It means nothing to me. And I, it, it, it's a tournament's a joke. You can't you can't handicap a tournament. I understand he would have, should have, could have won if it, was, it wasn't handicapped. I get that. But um, no, no. Uh, they're not even... Not not even close in the Varden Trophy. I'll give you that a little something there on Mike. That was good. Uh, Varden Trophy means something. Maybe uh, maybe I'd, I'd, I'll give you a tiebreaker on the Varden Trophy, but you can't use a tiebreaker when you're behind. You 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 use a tiebreaker when you're tied, and you're not tied when somebody wins a major and you win a Players Championship. It's not tied. Uh, the major major carries way more weight there. So anyway, that's the end of that. Here's an email coming from uh, Ken. We'll wrap up. Uh, we, we can wrap up the first part of the podcast with this email from Ken. Here he goes. Just listen to your podcast. Loved it. I missed your daily show Monday through Friday, and I'm so glad that you're back. Just finished up the last few days of a two-week vacation just a few minutes away from El Dorado, he goes. Loved uh-huh. it so much. We, we bought an affordable golf membership at, I'm going to butcher this name here. Diamante. Di- I, I, got, Diamante, I, saw, I see yeah. that email. I see that. Yeah, email. Diamante Golf Resort. He goes, great show with Omira. Keep up the great informative podcast. Loyal listener and voodoo pain relief cream user. Thanks, uh, Ken. Well, Ken went to a good spot. Uh, my favorite place in the world, El Dorado, uh, down Cabo is, 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 is the spot for me. They got a lot of great golf courses down there, great public courses, great uh, you know resorts. Diamante's one of them. Tiger has a course. There's two courses out there. Uh, Davis Love the Third did a course, phenomenal course, right on the ocean, just beautiful. Tiger did a course down there. It, it looks good. I don't, I don't know if it's any good. It's not. It's the, the the land he had to work with wasn't quite as good. Not you know, it was, no ocean holes. Uh, I went out there. One one of the members there took me out there to play, and he said, "You want to come play Diamante?" And so uh, Tiger's course had just opened down there, and I thought, "Well, I'm sure we're going to go play the new Tiger course. I mean, you know, it's a brand new course. Everybody's going to want to play the brand new course." And we show up there, and we're playing the other course. We're playing Davis Love's course, and uh, I'm like. Well, why why aren't we playing the new course? I mean, who who isn't playing the new? Ah, well, this course is better. He said he's got the holes on the ocean. So anyway, there you go. But that's that's Di- Diamante, um, and you know Ken's uh, got a good spot down there, and he uses Voodoo, which I I, I like, and like so many people use Voodoo. And uh, let me let me uh, read you an email from one of the Voodoo uh, testimonials that I got back because here's the thing with this Voodoo pain relief cream. Everybody has aches and pains. 
It's like 50 million Americans suffer from chronic pain, like 46 million Americans suffer from arthritis pain. So everybody's got something. And if you don't have it right now, you will, you will soon. I mean, we just, things pop up here and there and everybody's got some kind of uh, aches and pains and they want to do something about it. And you've tried everything. I know I get it. And everybody's skeptical. So I go by like testimonials. Like what do other people say? I I do it all the time when I, when I'm going to, think about buying some. So here's one from David. Okay. I recently retired at age uh, 62, 28 years in the skilled trades and because of arthritis in my neck and right shoulder. Uh, that's why he retired. I'm also a former golf professional and needless to say, I'm having a tough time playing golf and doing the things after I retired. I've tried everything you could try. Nothing seemed to help. I tried acupuncture. I tried every cream, every lotion, nothing worked. I heard Hank talk about voodoo pain relief cream, and uh, I thought, okay, I'll give it a try. I'm skeptical, but I'll give it a try. He says, this stuff really works. I was shocked at how well it worked. This is coming from someone that has tried everything I could think of. Thank you for an unbelievable product, and I will be a customer forever. Well, there, there you go. Try it. You got aches and pains, try it. Voodoo pain relief cream. Go to voodoopainrelief.com. Enter the code Hank. You'll get a special uh, deal because we'll we'll know you're listening to this podcast, and you'll be uh, you'll be feeling better, guaranteed, hundred percent guaranteed. If it doesn't work, you can send it back. I don't know what else I can do for you right there. I give you a guarantee, give you a discount, and uh, give you a testimonial from a lot of different people about about how well it works. All right, let's hear from some of our sponsors. We'll be right back on the Hank Any Podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality podcast this is where we discuss all things reality tv all things popular culture and a little bit of rapaport's reality the reality of us we're figuring out and if we had been recording these last four or five days it it would have been been juicy would have taken a, a, a left turn Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Young and ready, and we do what we like. We came to party, and we're going all night. Fill up your cup and come and dance in the light. Let's get this party bumping. We're doing it right. All right, Tim, what do we got uh, next on our mailbag? Uh, little, we're going uh, little voicemails, we're going some emails, and we're going to uh, answer some questions today like we've been doing. So let's, uh, what's next? So we got some Canadians, eh? Uh, here's a guy from Canada. <laughs> uh, his name is uh, David. He goes, hey, Hank, I'm a new listener to your show, and I've really enjoyed the first week of podcasts. With my golf season over in Canada, it's pres- it, it is presently snowing outside on September 29th. I have reviewed my stats for the year. I have finished the year with a 11.1 index. However, I continue to struggle on the greens with three putts, one of your big three to eliminate. The last few years, I have been averaging a three putt about 10% of the time. This year, I jumped to almost 18%. That is over three three putts per round on average. I struggle with speed on the first putts. I consistently leave myself with a three to five footer to make to avoid that three putt, which I don't seem to make. Could you please suggest some drills to work on in my practice to help my leg putting? Even tips and drills for those short ones. Also, how does one warm up their putting prior to a round? Anything on the ah. mental side of putting would also help. Keep up the <laughs> okay. great work. Thanks. Oh, man. David in Canada. All right, David's got a lot of, lot of stuff on the putting. Well, here's how I analyze the putting. Just to give you a little insight into my thought process. You got to get your first putt closer, and you got to make those those short putts. All right. Now, let's say somebody hits a lag putt up there five feet, and they make it. And they hit it up there six feet on the next hole, and they make it. And they hit it six feet on the next hole, and they make it. And they hit it seven feet on the next hole, they make it. Now they've made four out of four from five, six, six, and seven feet. And they haven't three-putted today. And what I'm thinking in my mind is that same person is going to three-putt three or four times tomorrow because the percentage of makes that that golfer would have from that range is about 50%. And that's how I analyze it. So just because you avoided the three-putt today doesn't mean it won't come tomorrow. And that's why you have to get the ball closer to the hole so that you put yourself in a range where you're making a high percentage of the shot. So David's got this exactly exactly right. Uh, you work on all, all phases. When you're warming up, you make sure you practice lag putts. Most people, for some reason, they get on a putting green and they, well, first off, they have one or two balls in their pocket and they end up just really just walking around the putting green. I don't know. It's nice for a stroll, but you're not really getting any practice in. So have at least three or four balls with you out there at least. Uh, practice and try to get as many hits in as you can, as many strokes in as you can. 
Practice putts of length, not 10 feet. That's the most common distance that people practice from is like 10 feet. And think about how you would have a 10-footer. You'd have a 10-footer if you hit a poor chip shot, if you hit a poor lag putt, or if you hit a great iron shot. Well, most people aren't that great with their irons. Uh, if you hit a poor chip shot, work on your chipping. If you have a 10-footer because you you hit a bad lag putt, work on your lag putting. So I would never practice 10-footers for too long. I mean, I'll practice them you know, a little bit. Kind of my my ratios a third, a third, a third, third long putts, third short putts, and third makeable putts. So that would fit into the 10 foot range. But don't spend all your time practicing 10 footers. Practice putts of distance and uphill, downhill, and longer putts, trying to hit the putt the right distance, trying to deal, dial in the right speed. Okay, that's that's how you warm up. And then warm up short putts too. So you get used to seeing some putts go in the hole. It's not good to putt from 10 feet because you're not going to make many of those putts. So you never see the ball going in the hole. You don't get any confidence. So I want to see the ball going in the hole, practice from whatever distance is going to make it go in the hole, and and build a little confidence that way. All right. Now, practicing the short putts. you got to do a little diagnosis. Do you tend to miss to the right? Do you tend to miss to the left? What's your, what's your miss? Uh, analyze it, figure out what, what the problem is. Is it your aim? Are you leaving the face open? Are you closing the face too much? Are you swinging to the left? Are you swinging to the right? I mean, put a little analysis on it and try to try to correct and, and, and work yourself in a different direction. I mean, if you're missing everything to the right and tomorrow you, you, you know, missed a, a couple of them, but you missed them to the left, well, you know you've made a, a good correction. Uh, if you miss them all to the left, okay, you've overcorrected. But that's all you have to do. It's the same thing in every aspect of your game. Fix your big miss. Whatever your bad shot is, whatever your big miss is, fix your big miss and just and just work your way on, on from there. One thing that I did, I used to do this when I was a kid because I grew up in Chicago. So, so our, our man David's in, in uh, Canada and it's obviously cold in the winter. But what you can do is you can get a putting mat. And you, just a, a piece of AstroTurf, you can, you know, buy them online. Uh, you know, Michael Breed sells them. My friend Michael Breed, he sells those things. The Moss Putting Greens or something. Those things are good, really good. Uh, go online and check it out. Buy one, put it in your in your, uh, in your your house, your basement, your anywhere, your living room, whatever. Put it somewhere uh, and and practice your putting there. And I did that one winter. I remember I, I, I said to myself, I'm going to become a better short. I'm going to become a great short putter. And I had a, a putting mat. It was like six, seven feet long. And I practiced and hit 100 putts every single day in the winter. And I'll be darned. I mean, the next year when the golf season started up and came around, I was a lot better short putter. Because regardless of your technique, the most important thing you can do is just be consistent. I mean, even if you're if you're just consistent with your stroke, you can you don't you don't have to have the best stroke in the world. You have to have a consistent stroke. And one way to get consistent is through practice. There's no substitution for practice. I mean, you could say, okay, if you got a perfect technical stroke, you don't need to practice as much because you're not going to vary as much. Okay, maybe. But even if you don't have a great stroke. Technically great, so you could do things wrong. I mean, I, I've seen a lot of players on the PGA Tour that don't have the best-looking strokes, but they make putts. And uh, you do that, and you, you'll be a better putter. So that's the that's the advice there. It was a good, good question by David, though, Tim. Yeah, um, he definitely had a lot there, and it made it easier to uh, 
answer it for sure. Um, here's a quick one from Steven. Nice, short, and sweet. Steve's in Michigan. He goes, any tips to draw the ball in on, excuse me, any tips to draw the ball on drives and iron shots? And that's it from Steven, Michigan. All right. Well, uh, th- that's a, a good step in the right direction because uh, as you've heard me say many, many times, 90% of the people that play golf slice. Uh, if there's a road you take to playing good golf, nowhere on that road is there a slice. So you want to go from slicing to hooking or drawing the ball to hitting it straight and then learning to fade it. I mean, that would be the ultimate. So you can hit all the shots, fades, draws, the whole thing. Uh, when you're you're fading the ball, you have an open club face relative to uh, the path of your swing, provided you're hitting the ball in the middle of the face. But let, we're just going to make that assumption. Uh, you hit the ball in the middle of the face, the path is to, if you're a right-handed player, the path is to the left. The club face is open some amount to the right, and that's where you're going to get the fade. So what do you have to do? You have to get the, the path going more to the right and the club face more closed to the left. And the feeling is that you exaggerate that by feeling like you're swinging. If you're a right-handed player, you're swinging out to right field. If you're a left-handed player, you're swinging out to left field. So you're trying to hit it to the right fielder. And as you do that, you're trying to square your lead hand, uh, your right-handed player, you're squaring the back of your left hand before you get to the ball. You're actively turning it. You can't just uh, think that it's going to happen by itself because it's not. you got to square the back of your left hand, get it pointing toward the target a little bit earlier. You can't be too early if you're missing to the right. Uh, square the hand earlier and get that ball curving from right to left. And the other thing is, is get a driver that you can turn over. Uh, all these drivers today are adjustable. You put the driver on a more up, uh, upright setting, it'll help you hit it uh, with more of a draw or, a, or a, a hook. You put the weight more toward the heel, that will help you hit more of a hook. Uh, you, you, you adjust the loft up from whatever it is. If it's 9 degrees, adjust it up to 10. It'll That will close the face, help you hit more of a hook. So there's three adjustments you can make on these adjustable drivers. Putting the weight more on the heel, putting it in a more upright setting, and increasing the loft of the club. If you do all three of those things, you're going to make that club a lot easier to draw. If somebody was hitting a little fade and they wanted to draw the ball, the absolute first thing that I would look at would be their equipment because there is some driver or some driver setting that will make it easier for you to uh, draw the ball from right to left. And you do those things, and you'll be on your way to, to playing better golf uh, because uh, the slice will not get it for sure. All right, let's take a little break. We'll come back with some more uh, you know, questions and uh, emails and uh, voicemails from our uh, our listeners. You're listening to the Hank Andy Podcast, and we'll hear from our sponsors and be right back. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television 
today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Minnesota Tim, uh, one of our most loyal listeners and uh, guests that I'd love to have on is the great Caddy John from Atlanta. Caddy John from Atlanta. Uh, and he, uh, he sent in a voicemail. We're going to get Caddy John on the, on the podcast live one day, but um, get, him to, get him to call in when we're recording. But uh, he sent in a voicemail. Uh, let's hear what Caddy John had to say, Tim. Caddy John in Atlanta, confidant of the great predictor Steve Johnson and huge fan of Coco Brooks Kepka. Hank, the new season is going to begin here for Kepka. I am curious when you think this season is over, will Brooks Kepka have more major tournament victories or regular tournament victories for this calendar year, 2019 through 2020? Ah, good question. I would say, uh, it's just, it's hard for me to fathom the success that Kepka has had on the PGA Tour in terms of major championships. I, it's just, it like, every time a major comes around, it's like, how in the world can Kepka keep doing this, playing so great at majors? And then the other part of me is, is how in the world could you bet against Kepka because he keeps doing this at every single major? So the odds are, the odds, if you're playing the odds, is that I would say Kepka will win PGA Tour events, but not a major. That's the odds. But if you go off his record, I would say uh, Kepka w- will not get shut out with major championships. He's just he's just too good. He's got the right mental attitude for the major championships, and he has the game for the major championships. And though so, I mean it's a it's a close call. He's he's he doesn't win many PGA tour events, but he'll win he'll win win something. Um, you know, it's probably an even bet. 
And, you know, that's a, that's why the Caddy John uh, comes up with these these great betting propositions. That's probably a, an, an even bet. You know, probably win like one of each, and that'll be uh, that'll be his two wins for the year. But you know, maybe maybe he wins three. To add a little context to your statement there, Hank. So Kepka has seven PGA Tour wins in total, and f- and four of those obviously are major championships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's incredible, incredible, incredible. Yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't bet against him at the Masters. I, I keep going back to the Masters last year. Five three putts, three penalty shots, lost by one. That is the and was the biggest shoulda, woulda, coulda of the whole year. No doubt about it. All right, Tim, what do we got? Uh, what do we got next? Let's take another another uh, email question. How about that? So yeah, we can wrap up with our main man Tim uh, from Alabama. Obviously, we have a pretty good relationship with Tim. He's our big researcher. Um, he should be Steve Johnson's researcher. Steve doesn't do any research. Steve doesn't do any research. He just he relies on the crystal ball. He's a field guy. He's, he, he sees it. Yeah. He sees it. Yeah, um, he sees it. He, so, he yeah. visualizes it. <laughs> so Tim wrote a uh, sensational email here. It go, he starts it off and says, on average, the tour has 46 events per year. Top players play an average of 20 events a year, and almost all of the events they play are the top-tier events, meaning you got four majors, four WGCs, the players... API Memorial FedEx Cup Championship events and one to two sponsors events. Good point there by Tim. So, if, so of the tours remaining thirty to thirty-one of regular events, or thirteen to fourteen percent, the message is that these thirty to thirty-one events aren't important. So, if they aren't not, so if they are not important to the top players, the players we tune in to watch and who draw the crowds on the course, then why should they be important to me? Why should I or anyone else watch these tournaments? All right, you, you yeah, you, you watch them because you like certain players. You watch them to see uh, older players whose names you recognize play, and maybe they have a, a moment that rejuvenates their career. You watch them to see the younger players that are up and coming that are getting their fresh starts uh, because they have more opportunities in in, in these events. And the problem is, 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 is this isn't going to change because if you're one of these great players, these top players, these top whatever they are, top 10, top 20, top 30 players, I mean, I, you know, it's, it's mostly really just the top 10 players that are going to catch your, your, you know, your eye but, and your ear. But anyway, uh, if you're one of those players and you're thinking about major championships, you're thinking about the big events, and, you know, these WGC events are nice. There's no cut, okay? It's nice to go to a term with no cut. I don't care how good you are. I mean, I, I think back with, with Tiger Woods, and he was so dominant and top, you know, 10, 85% of the time in the years that I was with him. And, I, and even though, you know, and he, ne- and he just next to never missed a cut, uh, you know, he had that, the record forever of how many cuts he made. But But having said that, it still was nice to go, even with Tiger Woods, it was still too nice to go to a tournament that didn't have a cut. So these guys are all going to show up at these WGC events, no cut. They're going to show up in big purses, short field, no cut, big purse. Well, they're going to be there. Uh, and all the best players, so you get all the good world ranking points. Then the major championships, and they're just going to build their schedule around that. That's what everybody does. They're going to pick tournaments to, that are going to get them ready to play in major championships. 
and that's going to work out to be about twenty. That's just uh, that's just where you're. I don't I don't see I don't see this 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 changing, and I, and I don't I don't know. I mean it's 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 too bad. It's too bad for some of these other tournaments, but uh, you know what? As long as people come to watch them, as long as 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 people will watch on TV, as long as sponsors will pay for it and television will pay for the rights, uh, what's the uh, What's the big What's the the big deal, and why wouldn't they do it? Well, they're going to do it. They're going to keep doing it. It's going to. It's not going to change. Not going to change at all. So uh, Tim in Alabama continues on this email, and he goes, "If top players only play in twenty events per year, then they take off thirty two weeks. That is eight months or sixty percent of the tour's schedule. This is ridiculous." Tim says, "What athlete ignores sixty percent of his or her league schedule?" Do race car drivers set out sixty percent of their schedule? Do baseball, basketball players? Do track and field athletes or swimmers? How does sitting out of 60% of the tour schedule help it? How does it help grow the game if no one is watching? How does that help sponsors who are looking for a nice return on their investment through tickets, merchandise sales, TV ratings, and food? And then Tim in Alabama wraps up and goes, I hear announcers whine about how hard traveling is on the tour, how grueling the tour is. They need time off, etc., etc. If that is true, then why is that? Why is it that LPGA players play an average of twenty-five out of their thirty events, which is eighty percent? He says they don't, they don't play for any money. That's why they don't have any money. They they got no purses. That's why they got to play. If they don't play in those events, they they don't make money. Why? You know, back in the day, way back in the day, you know, Hogan, Sneed, you know, Nelson. Back in the day, they played in all these tournaments. Uh, because they had to to win money. I mean, that's just the the bottom line. There's so much money in the game today. You don't have to play that much to 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 earn millions of dollars. And uh, as long as that's the case, it's it's not going to change. The more money they play for, the more they up these purses, the fewer tournaments they're going to play. Uh, you know, that that's that's the the that's it. I mean, it, it this is this has had a negative effect. Uh, we all know it. It's it's very obvious. Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, Sneed, Hogan, Nelson, they won all these tournaments, played all these tournaments, and they had to play them. They're making, a, you know, $500 for winning a tournament. It's a different today. Too, so much money. Not, it's, you know, that's 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 the that's the deal. 20 tournaments, but once again, and I've explained this before, 20 tournaments is not 20 tournaments. 20 tournaments, add in the FedEx Cup. Or you know, add in the uh, the I'm sorry, the President's Cup, the Ryder Cup, add in the cups. You know, they got all these different cups. Add in the cup, and you got uh, 21. Add in four overseas events, and you got 25. You know, you got a, you got a Tiger thing in there. You got a World uh, Hero, uh, whatever that thing is, the get together down in the Bahamas. Uh, so add that in. You, you know, that's a that's another one, uh, and you know, in three events uh, overseas, whatever it is, you know, you're gonna they're they're gonna get to 25 uh, somehow, and 25 is 25. I mean, it's almost half the year. Uh, other sports like Tim brought up, they've got a season. Uh, their season is is not all year long. I mean, baseball might play 162 games. I get it, but but they don't. You know, they they don't play 12 months a year, uh, and and golf does. And as a result, guys will will take off time. There's more injuries in golf than ever before. All these guys working out, these guys are more physical. They swing faster. There's more injuries. They can only play so much. And I, I, I'm not thinking that this is gonna gonna change. And I, you know, I'm not negative on these guys because of this. It's just it, it it's the way it is. The game's different. It's like it's like you hit the home run. You know, it's like baseball. Home runs or strikeouts. Same thing in golf. Uh, big week, big tournament, and that's it. It's all you're trying for. 
Uh, who cares if I miss the cut? Who cares how many tournaments I play in? I'm just going for the one big week. Give me give me a couple good big weeks a year, and I'm and I'm good to go. Uh, that's the way the game is now. So they swing faster, more violent. Uh, can't take quite as much play like they used to. Need to take some more time off. Um, you know, I think you add it all up, and and that's where we are are today in the in the game of golf. But you know, it's it's different. Is it is it is it worse? I mean, a lot of people think it is. Uh, is it is it better? Eh, I don't I don't think it's better for sure. But uh, you know what? Uh, like I always say, it is what it is. That's just that's just where we are. This was uh, good stuff today, Tim. We got a lot of uh, good participation from people. Why don't you tell everybody how they can uh, get involved in the show? Uh, you can reach out to the email by going to by sending your emails hankhaneygolf at outlook dot com. That's hankhaneygolf at outlook dot com. We check it daily. You can also send voicemails to the show at 833-426-5763, extension 801. And then you can tweet Hank directly, at Hank Caney. We check that every day as well. So, you know, send in your thoughts, send in your questions. You need help with instruction. You got thoughts about the tour. We'll uh, answer it all, and we'll check it all out. So thanks for participating. All right, Tim. Good job. Uh, we will uh, be back on the Hank Haney Podcast. Make sure you check us out. Make sure you follow us on iHeartRadio app and uh, tell your friends because uh, we are having a lot of good uh, golf discussion and it's uh, a blast doing it. And uh, the more people that join us, the better. We'll be back again uh, on the next Hank Haney Podcast. Make sure you catch it. Thanks for tuning into the Hank Haney Podcast. Listen, follow, rate, and share on iTunes, on the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can make your thoughts and questions heard by emailing the show at hankhaneygoff at outlook.com. And you can also tweet me directly by sending your tweets to at Hank Haney on Twitter. Caney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. 
Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.